rise. All rise. The Honorable Chief Justice and, and Associate, Associate Justices, Justices of the Supreme Court of New York, State of North Carolina. Yes, oh yes, oh yes, the Supreme Court of North Carolina. All of our citizens across the state depend upon us to uphold and protect both the spirit and the letter of the law and to always apply the law fairly and impartially to every litigant who comes before this court. God save the state and this honorable court. Hello and welcome to All Things Judicial, a podcast of the North Carolina Judicial Branch. I'm Chris Mears with the Judicial Branch Communications Office. In this episode, we listen to excerpts from the investiture ceremonies of Supreme Court of North Carolina Associate Justice Trey Allen and North Carolina Court of Appeals Chief Judge Donna Stroud. In our first segment, Chief Justice Paul Newby administers the oath of office to Associate Justice Allen, who then shares his thoughts on the important constitutional role of the Supreme Court. Chief Justice Newby speaks first in this segment. Today we have the honor of installing Justice Trey Allen to the Supreme Court as the 103rd Associate Justice of this court. Justice Allen was born in Robson County to Curtis and Lane Allen. He obtained a bachelor degree from UNC Pembroke and a law degree from UNC Chapel Hill. He began his legal career as a Judge Advocate General in the United States Marine Corps. He spent most of his military service overseas, which included a deployment to Iraq, during the Operation Iraqi Freedom. As a Judge Advocate General, Justice Allen advised commanding generals and subordinate commanders on military justice and operational law matters, prosecuted violations of the Uniform Code of Military Justice, and helped fellow Marines resolve personal legal issues. After being honorably discharged, Justice Allen completed a clerkship at the North Carolina Supreme Court. He then practiced education law and became a partner at the law firm Therrington Smith here in Raleigh. In 2013, he joined the faculty at UNC Chapel Hill, where his research, writing, and teaching focused on local government law. The university named Justice Allen the Coates Distinguished Term Associate Professor of Public Law and Government. For the last two years, Justice Allen has served as General Counsel for the North Carolina Administrative Office of the Courts. Justice Allen, the requirement of an oath for public service dates to our 1776 Constitution. It was derived from our early common law tradition and from biblical times. It recognizes the solemnity of the occasion as a promise before the people and Almighty God that the person will set aside personal interest and do what our constitutions and law require. At this time, if you please place your left hand on the Bible, raise your right hand. Do you, Trey Allen, Solemnly and sincerely swear that you'll support the Constitution of the United States, so help you God. I do, so help me God. You swear that you'll be faithful, bear true allegiance to the state of North Carolina and to the constitutional powers and authorities which are or may be established for the government thereof, and that you'll endeavor to support, maintain, and defend the Constitution of said state, not inconsistent with the Constitution of the United States, to the best of your knowledge and ability, so help you God. I do, so help me God. And do you solemnly swear that you'll administer justice without favoritism to anyone or to the state, 
that you will not knowingly take directly or indirectly any fee, gift, gratuity, or reward whatsoever for any matter or thing done by you or to be done by you by virtue of your office, except the salary and allowances by law provided, and that you will faithfully and impartially discharge all of the duties of Associate Justice of the Supreme Court of the Appellate Division of the General Court of Justice to the best of your ability and understanding and consistent with the Constitution and laws of the state. So help you, God. I do. So help me, God. Congratulations, Justice Allen. Chief Justice Newby and members of the court, distinguished guests, family, and friends. Article 1, Section 2 of the North Carolina Constitution declares, all government of right originates from the people, is founded on their will only, and is instituted solely for the good of the whole. For more than 200 years, the people of North Carolina have entrusted this court with final authority to interpret our state's laws. It is the honor of my life to join the ranks of this court's past and present members. I am grateful beyond words to my fellow citizens for this opportunity to serve. Before proceeding, I would like also to express my gratitude to Almighty God, the author of all good things. In the book of Galatians in the New Testament, St. Paul writes, If anyone thinks he is something, when he is nothing, he deceives himself. I could not have arrived at this moment without the support of more people than I can adequately thank in these brief remarks. Many, but certainly not all, of them have gathered in this building or in the state capitol. To everyone whose efforts made today a reality, I say, thank you. I will strive to be worthy of your faith in me. I would like to end with a few words, if I may, about the role of the courts in our constitutional system. In Federalist 78, Alexander Hamilton pointed out that, in terms of raw power, the judiciary is the weakest branch of government. The executive branch wields the sword of the community. The courts rely on it to enforce their judgments. The legislature possesses the power of the purse and writes the rules under which we all live. On the other hand, according to Hamilton, the judiciary has neither force nor will, but merely judgment. Hamilton's observations about the relative weakness of the judiciary lead me to ask on what the authority of the courts ultimately rests. Put differently, why do the other branches of government, why does the public at large honor our judgments? It seems to me that in the final analysis, the willingness of our society to abide by judicial decisions flows from people's confidence in the impartiality and fairness of our courts. In general, we trust judges to decide cases based on the law and the facts, not the judge's personal views. We trust judges to apply the law the same way in similar cases, to judge persons based on what they have done and not who they are or whom they know. And, as required by Article 1, Section 18 of our state constitution, to administer right and justice without favor, denial, or delay. For as long as I am privileged to serve on this court, I will do my utmost 
to live up to these high expectations. Thank you. In our second segment today, Court of Appeals Judge Chris Dillon presides over Chief Judge Stroud's investiture. Chief Justice Newby administers her oath of office, and Chief Judge Stroud shares her thoughts on the importance of these ceremonies as a way to increase public trust and confidence in our courts and strengthen the rule of law. Judge Dillon speaks first in this segment. Good afternoon, and thanks to our clerk, Gene Soar, for opening court for us, and to Richard Rimmelar, who serves as our court marshal. Thank you all for your service. I will now invite Chief Justice Paul Newby to the podium to administer the oath. Mr. Chief Justice, thank you. Thank you, Judge Dillon. As you well know, the requirements of an oath for public service date to our 1776 Constitution. It was derived from our early common law tradition and from biblical times. It recognizes the solemnity of this occasion and is a promise before the people as represented by those in attendance today and also Almighty God that you will set aside your personal interest and do what our Constitution and laws require. At this time, if you would place your left hand on the Bible and raise your right hand, do you, Donna Stroud, solemnly and sincerely swear that you'll support the Constitution of the United States, so help you God. I do, so help me God. And do you solemnly and sincerely swear that you will be faithful and bear true allegiance to the state of North Carolina and to the constitutional powers and authorities which are or may be established for the government thereof, and that you'll endeavor to support, maintain, and defend the Constitution of said state, not inconsistent with the Constitution of the United States, to the best of your knowledge and ability, so help you God. I do, so help me God. And do you solemnly swear that you will administer justice without favoritism to anyone or to the state, that you will not knowingly take, directly or indirectly, any fee, gift, gratuity, or reward whatsoever for any matter or thing done by you or to be done by you by virtue of your office, except the salary and allowances by law provided, and that you will faithfully and impartially discharge all the duties of judge of the Court of Appeals, of the Appellate Division, of the General Court of North Carolina, to the best of your ability and understanding and consistent with the constitutional laws of the state. So help you God. I do, so help me God. Congratulations, thank you for your willingness to serve. First, uh, thank you so much to all of you for coming today. Uh, everyone here in this courtroom and at the Capitol across the street. I'm so honored by the presence of each and every one of you. We've not had an in-person investiture ceremony here since January of 2019 because of the COVID pandemic. And the opportunity to have you come here to our court to gather again here is one of the reasons I decided to have this ceremony. I first joined the Court of Appeals in January of 2007, 16 years ago. And when I was sworn in the first time at this court, I was honored to have Chief Justice Newby, then the newest justice on our Supreme Court, deliver my introduction as part of the ceremony. I am even more honored and humbled today for him to administer my oath again, and now as Chief Justice of the Supreme Court. 
I've been blessed to work with him over the years in his mission to help our judicial system do all that we can to make sure that justice is administered without favor, denial, or delay. His goal and mine is to help our judicial system provide equal justice for all and to earn the public trust and confidence in our courts. And I also thank our former Chief Justice, Mark Martin, for his support and advice over many years and for coming here today to do my introduction. I'm truly blessed to be able to call him a mentor and a friend. On a more personal note, since I've been serving here for 16 years and with two years as chief judge, after the election in November, I had to consider, should I have another investiture ceremony? Holding this type of ceremony takes a lot of preparation and work, not just by me, but by all those who helped with everything from the guest list to setting up the courtroom and more. I've had one before in 2007, so why have another? But I decided to have this ceremony for two primary reasons. The first reason is to have a chance to say thank you to everyone. There is simply no way to adequately thank all those who helped me over the last two years of the election process or since 2007 here at the court. But this does give me a chance to try. And there are too many people to thank to mention each of them specifically, although I wish I could. The second reason to have this investiture is to bring us together and to give people a chance to learn a little bit about our courts. I believe when people learn more about our judicial system, this knowledge helps increase public trust and confidence in our courts, and that strengthens the rule of law. Now, how much can someone learn from this short ceremony? Well, former Chief Justice Mark Martin, now a law school dean, and Chief Justice Newby, uh, also a law professor, uh, could teach us plenty. Um, they could have a lecture, perhaps, on the judicial system on the North Carolina Constitution here today. That would be great, but we don't have time for that. But in this ceremony, we do have a chance to highlight some of the important elements of our system of government as established by our Constitution. I'm honored to have guests here from all three branches of government and from both the state and federal levels. And the judicial branch is probably the branch of government people know the least about and the Court of Appeals is the least known court. I want people to know that I take our constitutional duty to provide justice without favor, denial, or delay very seriously, and that we're working together to carry out that duty here at the Court of Appeals. You may not agree with all of my opinions or this court's opinions, but I assure you that I will consider each case fully and carefully, and that I will follow the law as it has been set out by our legislature or prior decisions of the Supreme Court or this court. Since March of 2020, this court has continued to hear appeals during the COVID pandemic and to issue our opinions without any interruption or delay. And we returned to in-person arguments here in early 2021, and we still offer remote arguments to those who need the option. So we've improved our services by that. And all of our arguments are now available on YouTube, just as this session today is being live streamed. And I hope that this will remind people that they can take advantage of the opportunity, this new access, to learn about the Court of Appeals and what we do as we hear cases here. Over the past couple of years, COVID has separated people, literally and physically, with distancing and isolation. Elections can also separate people, socially, politically, as we each support our favorite candidates and party. These types of separation and division can hurt us by reducing public trust and confidence in our courts. 
the forced physical separation of the pandemic is mostly over and the election is over, but many of our separations and divisions continue. We may not always agree on how this court or other courts decide a legal issue, but we all must work together. And my hope is for us to come back together after the recent years of separation, figuratively and literally. And this investiture is one small way of helping to accomplish this, at least for a few moments. You've been listening to All Things Judicial, a podcast from the North Carolina Judicial Branch. You can find out more about the Judicial Branch by visiting nccourts.gov. If you like our podcast, please share it with a friend and give it a five-star rating and review. Your help is essential to sharing the important work of the Judicial Branch. I'm Chris Mears with the Judicial Branch Communications Office, and I'm reminding you to keep all things judicial. Thanks for listening.